Thanks for joining us for Life Vineyard Church. Today we are talking about God's joy, his great joy for us. And this, the kids sang about it. I love that we sang about it in the first song. We read scripture about it. And there's, there's some delightful things around this time of year, you know, like um, all the delicious food that you've had. You've probably gone to some Christmas parties already. Delicious food is delightful. The friends are delightful. The family is delightful. I went to my small group's Christmas party. Um, plug for small groups. They're amazing. Get involved in one next year um, when they start up again. But we, I went, someone made like uh, popcorn drizzled with like this icing, this peppermint icing stuff and little cocktail weenies. It was delightful, right? It was delightful to hang out with them. It was delightful. We had a, a white elephant gift exchange where some really interesting things were given and some really cool things. I got, a, I got an electric engraver. That was pretty cool. Delightful things around this time of year. And sometimes some things are not so delightful. You know, maybe the things that bring you joy, like family, maybe they're far away and you don't get to visit your family. Or maybe you've got family that's just like a little too close for comfort, you know, and it's like, I don't want to spend time with them again. And that doesn't bring us very much joy. That causes stress. You know, the top two stressors in America around this time of year are family and finances. Family and finances. Maybe you're feeling that this Christmas. Or maybe you're just feeling overwhelmed with the busyness of the season and you're just like, I want to be done with it. Let's celebrate Christmas and move on. Let's get back to our regular schedules. This season brings with it great happiness and it can also bring some difficult days as well. But what I want you to take away from today, and if I can be so bold, I think uh, maybe God wants you to know this as well, is that there's great joy that we have access to. And it's available to us at all times, whether it's in the, in the mountain highs or the valley lows, in the good times and the bad times, in the waiting seasons, in the plentiful seasons, in the seasons of need. His joy is for us in difficult relationships and blissful ones too. We can experience his joy at all times. So let's, let's go back to the scripture in Luke that was just read where God's angel has come to say some things to these common shepherd folk. Here's what they say, Luke 2, 8 through 10. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding their flocks of sheep. Suddenly, an angel of the Lord appeared among them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them, and they were terrified. But the angel reassured them, don't be afraid. He said, I bring good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord has been born today in Bethlehem, the city of David. And you'll recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. I really love the juxtaposition in this scripture. There's a few of them. Like the darkness and the light, like you've got this darkness where the, the shepherds are at night and it's dark, maybe a little bit scary, you know, who knows. But then, bam, out of nowhere, this great light with these angels appear. Well, one angel at first, then it turns into many. So you got darkness into light. You've got the announcement of light coming into a dark world. 
You've got the greatest message of all time being given to these common shepherd folk. You know, like if I were the angel, I might be like, I'm not going to go to the shepherd people. They're not like super respected or anything. I'm going to go to the people who are influencers that have a lot of following. They've got millions of followers on TikTok. I'm going to go find them and they're going to do cool dance moves to make this announcement huge. You know, that's what I might do. But no, it's a great message given to common folk. And then there's this king who's born. And it's like, wow, awesome. He should be in a palace, but he's not. He's in a barn, put in a feeding trough. You know, I wonder, sometimes I just, I imagine these things. I don't know if this is just me or other people do this too. But I imagine, like, does the, does the donkey try and eat Jesus' bed? Like, is there hay in there? And the donkey comes in. And he's like, hey, I'm going to eat. And, and Mary and Joseph had to shoo him away. You know, hey, don't, don't. That's the baby's bed now. You can't eat that. So you got this king put in a donkey's feeding trough. Just, there's another one. And then here's one, the fear and the joy, the fear that the shepherds have. And then the, the angel says, actually, there's joy coming. You don't have to be afraid. You know, I, I, might, I imagine the angel just saying, hey, listen, I've come. Not to be terrifying to you, but to give you great news. I know I can be terrifying. I, I'm, an, I'm an angel. I'm a, I'm a scary being. I can look that way. But I've got great news for you. And I've got, great, I've got great news for all of you shepherds and all of your families and all of the world. And not, not just for, for Judah and Israel and Jerusalem, but, but the whole world. I've got great news for you. Joy is coming for everyone. The Savior is here. He's been born. And then he says, now I'm going to be joined by a bunch of my angel friends, and we're going to sing you a bunch of songs. And then they sing songs at these guys for a while. I think that's so cool. So where does this joy come from? You're in church today. You probably know this answer. Um, where does joy come from? It's your turn to preach. You guys tell me, where, who, who gives us joy? I heard some whispers. I heard Jesus. You guys can talk in church. It's okay. Um, but yeah, Jesus, you guys got it right. Great job. You guys should be up here. But, but wait, there's more. Because some of you are saying, like, I, I know Jesus gives me joy. I, I know that's a thing. But how is that going to help me when I have to go to my mother-in-law's house next week and, and their house is joyless? Like, I am not looking forward to being there. Listen, there's a little bit more to this. It's a little bit more than just Jesus brings joy. Scripture talks a lot about joy. There's another verse about the coming of Jesus, and this is Isaiah, the other scripture that was read this morning. It says, The Lord himself will give you a sign. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. This is strange. This, is, this verse, I mean, I know that if, if you've been around church for a while, you probably have heard this before, but this is a really strange thing that God has come to be with us, creation. I'm not too sure, but, you know, I think God could have rescued us a, a, a bunch of different ways without getting his hands dirty, but instead he chose to come here, be put in a, a feeding trough, and be Emmanuel, God who delights to be with us because of his love for us. You know, it's, an, it's important to remember that God has emotion. Scripture writes about it a lot. 
Do you remember that very often that God has emotion for us? I don't always. Scripture tells us he delights in us. He's glad to be with us. He experiences joy over us even. Can you imagine that with me? Let, let's do, close your eyes. Everybody go, go into a nice, nice, close your eyes. And imagine someone who has joy. Imagine what their face looks like. What are they doing with their body? Imagine someone who ha- is just glad to be with you. Picture what their face looks like. That's what Jesus has for you. That's what God has for you. You can open your eyes. Or if you just want to stay there, that's cool too. But that's what God has for you. He has joy and gladness for you. These are things that God has for you because of his great love for you. And I think some of you are here, like God brought you here today just to hear this. Like you can ignore everything I've said, everything I will say, just hear this. God wants you to know that he feels delight because of you. He feels love because of you. You give God a feeling of joy. And so God is glad to be with you. And that's why he comes to be the God with us. Just like you're glad to be with your family during Christmas, some of them. Because you love them, God has that same kind of gladness for you because of his love for you. You know, Jesus tells us about this parable of of joy, the, the kind of joy that God has for us. Uh, It's this parable found in Matthew 13. I had to look at my notes for that one. Matthew 13, and it's the treasure in the field. And this guy, who is represented by God, uh, God is represented by this guy, finds a field that's just so valuable to him. No one else knows the value of this field except for this guy. And we are the field. And so this guy sees the value in this field. He says, I'm going to do everything I can to buy it. And so he goes out, he sells everything that he has. Everything that he has, he sells just so he can buy the treasure that's in this field. He buys the field so he can have the treasure. That's you. And scripture tells us, Jesus tells us, that God feels joy as he's giving up everything he has. He feels joy to do that for you. God has joy for you. And that's why he sent Jesus, his only son, to die And then to raise from the dead three days later so that we can be with him. Here's what I know to be true about God, about Emmanuel. Through scripture and my own experience with him, he chooses to be with us because he's glad to be with us. It's his joy to have relationship with us. It's why he was willing to do anything to get to us. And that is where true joy begins. True joy begins in relationship with God. You know, sometimes in vineyard churches, we use this phrase uh, that one of the early vineyard guys would say. And we say that the way in is the way on. The way in is the way on. And what we mean by that is that the way that we came to know Jesus is the way on, like as we get to know him more and as we continue in our faith. So the way in is the way on. And so a relationship with Jesus is the way in, and a relationship with Jesus is the way on. 
You know, joy is seldom experienced individually. Think about your, your most joyful moments. Those probably weren't by yourself. You, they were probably in the context of relationships. That's where we experience the most joy is with people. We experience joy when someone is glad to be with us. And so it's in this relationship with our creator that allows us to experience joy in the mountains of life when things are going great and in the valleys when we feel like we're close to the shadow of death. You might say, Dan, how am I supposed to experience joy when I'm in such a dark time in my life? You know, Sometimes I can come across as a happy guy who, where nothing's ever wrong with me, and that's just not true. I bet you guys know that. I have hard times. I have dark times in my life. And it's in those valleys where I experience God's joy so deeply. I think it's because it's in those valleys where I'm reaching out to God so hard. With all of my might, I'm reaching out. I want relationship with him. God, I need you. Please be with me. And I, as I grasp for God, I come to understand that he's with me. He's Emmanuel. He cares for me. He has compassion for me and what I'm going through. And it gives me great joy in those moments to know that God is walking through this valley with me, alongside me. And that joy that I feel then isn't expressed through laughter or through dancing or smiling. But that kind of deep joy is often just released through tears. Like God is with me. You know, happiness is not joy. Happiness is often, you know, external circumstance. If I got the right stuff for Christmas, then I'm happy. And if I got a toothbrush, then, well, that's not cool. I'm sad, right? I, that's, that's happiness. Happiness is often focused on self, not on others. A couple of weeks ago, I told you about how my family bought a pop-up camper. We towed it to our van, and we took it through uh, the Tetons and Yellowstone. You know, buying the camper for us, that was happiness, right? I hooked it up to my van, I brought it home, I popped it up, and we were just happy, right? That was happiness, we got a new toy, right? But the joy came as we experienced it, as we experienced time together in our camper, in the places that the camper brought us. So that's where we experience joy as a family, together, in relationship. You know, I'd love to tell you that Joy with God is instant and immediate. That we could just say, hey, God, I'd like three servings of joy, please. And he's like, all right, coming right up, Dan. I'll give you four since you're going to, since you're going to your relative's house. That's cool. But it doesn't always work like that. Jesus teaches us a few things about joy in chapters 15 and 16 of John. And you're going to see that he tells us that we can have joy that's overflowing even in hard times. I think that sounds pretty great, don't you? Here's what he says. This is John 15, 9 through 14. I have loved you, even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love. Just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I have told you these things so that you'll be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. This is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. 
There is no greater love to lay down one's life for one's friend. You are my friends if you do what I command. Now here Jesus is pretty clear that we just don't get to throw a coin in a wishing well and, and pray a hopeful prayer that just says, God, joy please. But the better path to overflowing joy is by relationship, is by following Jesus' directions he's given us for life. We're to remain with him, we're to remain in his love. And the promise that we receive when we do that is a life filled with joy, joy overflowing. You know, Jesus says be, to be filled with his joy. He could have stopped there, but then he emphasizes it with joy overflowing. So Jesus here is saying, follow me, stay in step with me so that you can receive my joy. The joy that I have for you, you get to have as well. And then Jesus brings, a, uh, brings joy up again in the same conversation just a few verses later. And in this part of the conversation, he's talking about how he's going to die, but don't worry, it's going to bring about joy. And to his disciples, I'm sure, he's, they're like, what are you talking about? You're going to die. You're not going to be with us anymore. How is, how is that a joyful thing? But we find this in John 16. Jesus says, I tell you the truth. You will weep and mourn over what's going to happen to me. But the world will rejoice. You will grieve, but your grief will suddenly turn to wonderful joy. It will be like a woman suffering the pains of labor when her child is born. Her anguish gives way to joy because she's brought a new baby into the world. Now, I have no right to speak on having a baby, um, but I can speak to experiencing someone having a baby. Uh, I have three kids, and, and I've been in the room for all three of them, and it's, and it's this beautiful thing that happens where, like, Liz has been... In, in such pain and agony, and then it gives way. And I'll never forget, I can remember her faces for all three of our kids of, of the expression of joy that comes after she brings a new life into the world. Some of, some of you guys can relate to that. Maybe you've had a child, or maybe you've, you've birthed something difficult in your life. Maybe it's a business. Maybe it's an art project. Maybe it's just raising kids, you know? Like, that, that's a, a labor that turns into a joy. Jesus goes on, so you have sorrow now, but I will see you again. Then you will rejoice, and no one can rob you of that joy. There's that idea of Emmanuel again, where Jesus is saying, I'm, I'm going to be with you again. And we'll have joy in that. And then verse 23, at that time, you won't need to ask me for anything. I tell you the truth. You'll ask the Father directly, and he will grant your request because you use my name. You haven't done this before. Ask, using my name, and you will receive, and you will have abundant joy. It's like we'll receive what we're asking for in God's will, and we get joy on top of that. So here's the things that you can do this week around joy. One, just ask for it. Ask for joy. Even this week, as you go to your mother-in-law's house, ask for joy as you pull into the driveway. Call out for his joyful presence in your life. Psalm 40 says this. So this is Psalm 40, 15 through 17. But may all who search for you be filled with joy and gladness in you. 
May those who have your salvation repeatedly shout, The Lord is great. As for me, since I am poor and needy, let the Lord keep me in his thoughts. You are my helper and my savior. Oh my God, do not delay. Maybe some of us need to write this down this week and just carry it in our pockets and and pray this. God, fill me with your joy. I want to have gladness with you. So just ask for it. Ask God for his joy. The second thing is grab it and save it. So we ask for it, and when we see it, when we find it, we grab it and save it. All right, I need all of my Sam's Club people to raise their hand. If you go to Sam's Club, raise your hand. Where are my Sam's Club people? Okay. Where's my Costco people? Costco people! I'm Costco. Uh, I have nothing against Sam's. I've just only like gone to Costco. Um, but you guys get this. You see a deal in Costco or Sam's Club, and you're like, yes, and you scoop it up and you save it, right? And then you get it out whenever you need it. Uh, this happened to me, uh, it's, it was three years ago. I found light bulbs. They're like on super clearance, a gi- like giant pack of light bulbs. And they're the little ones that are kind of like, they, they burn out often, so it's the little light bulbs. And uh, I found them for 87 cents. <gasps> wow, Dan, that's amazing. Uh, so I, I just bought like three packs of them. You know, I was like, you were getting all of these. This is awesome. I, I just grabbed it and saved it. That's what joy is like, is that when we experience God's joy, when we feel that joy, like we grab onto it, study it, hang out with it. Like don't just be like, okay, yeah, that was cool and move on, but really think about God's joy. Celebrate that joy. Thank him for that joy. And in that way, you're kind of like saving it and storing it. Some of you like to journal, write down about that joy. And so that when you're in dark times, when you're in the valleys, you can go back to it. And pull out some of that joy and thank God for it. And three, give it away. Give away the joy. So we're asking for it, we're grabbing it and saving it, and then we're giving it away. Joy is one of those things where when you give it away, you you can't lose any of it. In fact, it probably multiplies when you give away your joy. So give it away. Go to someone who also needs joy. Maybe you just see them. You're like, hey, I'm going to take you out for lunch. I've got some joy in me right now, and I'm going to take you out to lunch and just encourage you. Give it away. So here's the things I want you to take away from today. God has emotion, and he's delighted in you. He has joy over you. He is glad to be with you. That's why he is Emmanuel, the God with us. And we get to experience that joy and that gladness with him, in relationship with him. That's what we were made for, his relationship with him. And then, for joy, ask for it. Ask him for his joy. And when he gives it to you, grab it and save it. And then, give it away. Because it's only going to multiply when you give it away. Will you guys pray with me? Jesus, we thank you for your joy. We thank you for your love and your peace and your hope for us. Jesus, thank you that you're a God that that loves us, that has joy over us, that looks at us and says, I want to be with you. I'm selling everything I have to be with you. So Jesus, we welcome you into our lives. We want to have relationship with you. 
Because we know that's what's best for us. We know that's how we have the most joy. That's how we were created to be. So Jesus, come be with us as we worship. Come be with us as we hang out with our families this week. Come be with us in the mountains of our lives. Be God with us in the valleys and walk with us. Jesus, we love you. At Life Vineyard Church, we want you to experience the life-changing presence of God. We'd love to have you join our community. We meet every Sunday in Muhammad, Illinois. To find out more, go to lifevineyard.org, lifevineyard.org.